How to reduce risks and get things done. Flood Protection Secrets. The podcast to the protection against heavy rain and flooding by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippa. So the big challenge is how can house owners like you and me get a flood-free home? How can business managers like you and me get a flood-free company? And how can public servants provide flood-free critical infrastructure and livable cities? Flood Protection Secrets The podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippa This podcast is for foresighted and proactive people who do not want to shovel the muddy water out of their room while standing in the midst of the disaster. Therefore, those who design and plan, the architects and engineers need to construct such buildings and cities and that even when the entire environment is completely flooded. That is a challenge and this podcast will give the answers. Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe. Yes, how to reduce risks and get things done. Welcome to this episode. Um, yeah, we talk about the questions in life. The questions are always awkward. Yes or no, now or later, shall I, shall I not? Um, these recurring issues in life uh, where decision must be made as quickly as possible. That happens to all of us. Now be, be honest. It happened to you. It happened to me. It always happens. And sometimes, you know, we, we don't want to answer immediately because uh, we feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, these, these questions, ah, they go under our skin and it's, no, we don't want oh, later. We come back on that later. Let's meet later. Let's decide later. I hear that every day, later, 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 but sometimes it is simply too late. And um, that is what we want to avoid. So um, it applies more and more to the protection of your home, your business or, or a public facility from the threat of heavy rain and flooding. And you, I have not to remember that uh, and remind you that climate change is uh, getting worse. Therefore, answering the questions does not allow any delay. So the challenge, yes, it's the climate change and what to do. It's very easy. You only have three options, three options. I will repeat it later again. <laughs> so um, you can, uh, option number one is you do it later, but then you should immediately put a date into your, in your calendar uh, because uh, with, without, I will just put it here. You hear me typing, huh? uh, calendar, um, you should mention a date because if not it is only an excuse and you cheat yourself so put the date in the calendar say that you will do that um, in January 10 or July 15 or in October 7 and you put it there with three exclamation marks uh, perhaps you give a keyword uh, what exactly you want to do of course and um, and then you do it at this time or option number two is you do it now, just now, yes, now. And that means you start immediately. That is like uh, you, 
you, you don't have any beverages as, as at home anymore. Then normally you will take action. You go to the supermarket, you buy beverages. Or you don't have bread anymore. You go to the bakery shop and you buy bread. Uh, um, what else? Uh, you don't have gasoline or diesel in your tank of your car anymore. You go to the next gasoline station, to the next petrol station and you fill the tank. And um, so you do it now. There you take a decision, you do it immediately. Um, when it starts to rain and you have your umbrella, you will take the umbrella, open the umbrella and use it now. You don't say, oh, I will use it in one hour. In the meantime, you get wet. No, you do it now. So you are used to that. We are used to that, to take a decision and to execute it immediately. So, and uh, I still owe you um, answer number three to the question, um, <laughs> when shall I do that? Or shall I do it? The simplest thing is don't do it. Then don't do it, but live with the consequences. Yeah. So the three options were do it later, but put it in the calendar right now. Option number two, do it now immediately. Or option number three, don't do it at all and live with the consequences. So uh, what is the situation with flood protection? Um, um, so I will give you, uh, I will lead you a little bit uh, through a sequence uh, what you can do. Um, it is less technical today. Uh, it is more about the way how you do it because uh, the topic or the title of this episode is how to reduce the risks and get things done. Risks by immediately take action and close all the, the openings uh, in your building uh, at your lot um, that are, yeah, um, that, that could be threatened uh, by, uh, by high heavy rain and uh, floods. So um, what is the situation with flood protection? Yeah, the first thing you should do is when you say, okay, I do it now, uh, I do it now, you set up a meeting with a flood expert. That's the first thing. Of course, you can Google it a little bit, but to be honest, uh, it will be very difficult to get all this information. But you can do that, of course. Uh, watch a video here, uh, watch something there. The thing is that you don't get most probably the answers you want to get because they only tell you about the product itself. They don't tell you about um, the uh, special situation at your building, at your home, at your company location at your public facility location. Huh? Might it be a hospital, a subway station, an airport, a hangar or something like that. So there are more, um, yeah, more um, properties necessary and uh, conditions uh, necessary before you can take a decision. So um, you set up a meeting with a flood expert, I said already, then you should discuss the situation at exactly your location, your place. And uh, at this moment, you see already whether uh, the company or your people you have on the phone um, do it in a serious way or not. Um, it is definitely very unserious to send you immediately a price quotation. A quotation. Very often, we, we uh, it happens also in, in our daily business that we get... We get a, an inquiry. Um, uh, I have a house. Uh, I need flood protection. How much? <laughs> I, I mean, what shall I answer? I don't know anything about this house. I don't know about the dimensions. I don't know about the expected flood protection height. I don't know about what type of flood barrier shall be, um, um, shall be chosen. So that is 
yeah, I also consider it as an unserious inquiry because a person is not does not really know what to do. It is just the first, uh, yeah, let's see what will happen and uh, nothing else in the TV. And uh, I sit here at the sofa and <laughs> I just uh, Google a little bit around. Huh? So in your case, I, I suppose that you do it in a serious way. And uh, once you have a flood expert with you, you run through your local situation and your place and... Um, as I mentioned in another podcast uh, episode, uh, at a hotel with five basement parking lots, for instance, the situation is completely different to a, um, a one-car garage um, at a private home. Yeah, So the, the technical challenges are different and uh, the operation is different. Uh, so everything is different. And it has nothing to do with the price at this moment. Um Yeah, as for proposals, um, d d different options perhaps. From serious suppliers, you will get them automatically without asking. Yeah? <laughs> That is a serious supplier will, will give you different options. And um, I always promote our, I, I consider 14, uh, I call them the top 14 flood barrier systems in the world. So the customers can select by themselves what is the uh, most appropriate flood barrier solution. And, uh, and then they can choose, right? So, uh, and uh, then it comes, we come to the offers. Flood Protection Secrets, the podcast by Dr. Flood. Andreas Klippe. Yes, so always nice this, this jingle. The last time I was playing around a little bit, perhaps you remember um, a small mistake last week. So, um, yeah, we compare the offers. Uh, the offers should be about quality. Quality is, of course, the most important thing because it's about safety. It is not about a piece of a T-shirt. Uh, you can say you have a T-shirt with a high quality and a low quality. A T-shirt with a high quality you might you might um, wear um, still after 10 years. Um, To be honest, I still have a T-shirt that is 35 years old. Can you imagine that? And the colors are still good. And uh, I, I was wearing that during my time when I was doing windsurfing. So um, I was a young man and uh, um, I was doing windsurfing at this time. And I still own this T-shirt. And uh, yeah, that is good quality. Okay. But to be honest, um, with a lower quality It is also okay. Then you only wear it five years. But who wants to wear a T-shirt that is 30 years old? I mean, that is that is not. It's not the fashion anymore. Uh, no, that is not true because the good old things come back now. But what I mean is, um, for a T-shirt, the quality is perhaps less important. Yeah, it will not decide about. Uh, about your life, about success in in in, in your job. Um, or whether you perform better or not. However, when it comes to flood barriers, the quality is essential. Because if, uh, and that brings me to the next point, the leak rates or impact through floating debris are not good. And uh, you have a lot of leak rates and you have a, um, a, such an impact through floating debris that the leak rates will increase more. Then, of course, your flood barriers don't work because the quality is bad. 
but that is what you don't see when you look to them uh, during sunshine. You only see that uh, when there, there, are, there is a hydrostatic test and you uh, everything is proven and tested in a serious way. Yeah? Um, so maintenance is another, another point that is important when you compare offers. A warranty, of course, as well. Very often the warranty can be extended with maintenance. Service availability, um, how fast is the service? Um, how good is it? Uh, is it helpful? Yes or no? Do you get spare parts? Um, normally you don't need many spare parts for flood barrier technology, but uh, yes, there are spare parts. And then at the end of the day, uh, price and value. That means the price compared to the value you get. And uh, I always say the go a good flood protection pays off with the first flooding issue. That means um, the value of the goods you protect with flood barriers is, I'm quite sure, higher than the amount that you have invested for these flood barriers. Because what you own, what is in your house, what is in your garage, in your company, in your warehouse, in your fabrication site, in, a, in an airport hangar, in a subway station, in a hospital with all the generators and medical equipment, this value is by far higher than any investment in flood barrier technology. That is why I repeat it, a good flood protection pays off with the first flooding issue, but due to climate change. Uh, remember my introducing words, uh, climate change is getting worse. You can expect that you will be hit by bad weather more than once in your lifetime. And um, expect the worst uh, because, um, and I always say, you know, this 100 year rainfall, that is totally rubbish. I tell you that is really stupid. The, the, that is absolutely, I can repeat it, stupid, stupid, stupid. Because what is it? That is a statistic. But that also means that you can be hit the next day. You cannot say in, in 100 years. No, it can be the next year. The probability is relatively low. Yes, but it will hit you. And then you get flooded if you are not protected. So that is why you might use these barriers more than one time. We have customers who have installed i think eight or nine times the flood barriers already and you know they were only i think they used it only three times with water yeah, they installed it eight or nine times uh, i really have to ask this, this gen gentleman uh, to um, um, about the experience and, uh, and then i will report to you about it huh? <laughs> um, so that means he was installing that nine times and using it uh, re really he was protected three times and the remaining six times, nine times and uh, three times, six times uh, without danger, uh, because uh, the rain was not coming at the end of the day, but he got a good feeling. He was having a peace of mind. He was not um, um, worried. The family had not to be evacuated. The cars were not in danger. All these kind of things play a huge role. And uh, that is a part of your decision um, do it now or don't do it or do it later. And that gives also, um, yeah, that gives you a reason for, uh, for the price and the value decision you have to take. Yeah, then take a decision for all those who um, have a small budget, protect at least the main entrance first. Start with the main. Sometimes people hesitate because they want to, to, to protect the, the last small hole or pipe. 
I never understand that because um, there is a there is a huge company. We are talking to this company since many many years already, and they don't take a decision. They have a have a gates a gate entrances from the uh, from. Uh, um, in, I don't say where the company is located and I don't say uh, where, who, who, who is it. Huh? Um, but it gives a good example to all of you. Um, this company has um, three gate entrances. So these typical entrances from with, a, with, a, with huge gates. So I think six, eight meters or 10 meters entrance each gate uh, from the street side. Uh, and uh, they have uh, fences to the right, left and the back side of the building. Um, and they have a, a drainage system on their lot and then they don't take the decision because there are some questions um, regarding the neighbor wall and this and that. I said, why don't you simply start to protect the main gates? Because that is where the water will get into your premises first. And then, yes, we know the wall at the left and the right side is not high enough and perhaps not stable enough. But at least it will avoid that all the water will get into your premises from the street side. And perhaps the whole disaster is over after a short moment. That means the walls at the left, right side, they will do the job. Even not perfect, perfectly uh, constructed. Yes, but do the first step. And that is what they didn't do. So they took all the risk because they are unprotected. And that means... Uh, um, for, for companies, don't run, if possible, through these long-lasting board decisions. Um, I know that is not up to a company, a local company. They must follow the rules. Uh, but I don't understand it because the risk of, in the meantime is to lose the whole company. Uh, in insurance, will not pay in such a situation. You don't get any money from any insurance. And even if you get money, uh, you cannot produce anymore. You don't have machines anymore. It takes more than 12 months, two years until you get new machines uh, with a supply chain situation in the world. Um, and the same for a private house. Your private house is totally damaged. You lost all your inventory. And definitely, if ever an insurance will pay for you, you will get a small amount. And that is by far, far, far not enough to cover all the costs. So um, sufficient budget uh, means protect as fast as you can, means do it immediately, small budget, start with the main entrance at least, do what you can, and then also ask your bank uh, for, for house loan if you don't have enough money. Yeah? That's what always what you can do, but take a decision. You can already start working it out already. Um, yeah, your decision, but take it now. And uh, the three options were, yes, I do it now, then contact the flood experts and run through the process I mentioned to you. And um, second option is I will do it later. That is okay. But then tell your calendar exactly when that you have no excuse not to do it. And the third option is I don't do it and I live with the weakness of my building. And uh, yeah, that is that was the episode how to reduce risks and get things done. And I hope that you will get your things done and take the decision. Yes, I do. I do it later, but with an entry into your calendar or I don't do it. Better you do it. I wish and hope for you that you make the right decisions when it comes to your personal flood protection. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast channel if you haven't already. 
Now it only remains for me to wish you a good day. Do something with it. Maybe until the next podcast episode. I would be very happy. See you then. As always, stay safe and flood free. Your Andreas Klippe and the whole Flood Experts team. That's it again with the new episode of Flood Protection Secrets. The podcast by Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe, German engineer, book author, and head of the Flood Experts. What can Dr. Flood, Andreas Klippe, protect for you? Anytime? Worldwide? Contact us or just click through to www.thefloodexperts.de slash bonus. Detailed engineering. German quality. Safe. Flood protection secrets. The secrets you'll want to unfold. Don't forget, you're only one flood barrier away. Subscribe to the season, and you'll never be late for an episode.